I'm Carrie Benedett, and this is my podcast, Thriving Matters, where you will find tools to revitalise you and your relationships, whether at work or in your personal life. Well, a little bit about me. I'm an education consultant specialising in emotional intelligence, and I use creative approaches that empower people with proven processes. I'm known for my high energy, passion and compassion for those in need of help. And I like to shine a spotlight on what we can do. I'm here to bring positivity, confidence and strength every day, everywhere. My mantra in life has been, let's give it a red hot shot. Hello listeners, our guest today on Thriving Matters podcast is Gladys Tan. And you know what? I think the world actually needs a whole lot of rethinking and recontemplating on what it values. And Gladys is amazing in the work that she's doing currently. So Gladys, very welcome. Hi um, to you. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> How have you been? I'm pretty good. Um, we've got you've got a, a sunny top on and I've got a, a winter jumper on so we're you know we're not that far away time zone wise but uh, we are sort of in uh, latitude and longitude yes. so yep. so um Gladys you're one of those thriving gals that um you know is a, a professional is a is a mom has a huge heart and that's why we're we're talking to you today because you've got a special project that has come out of who you are, where you've been, and what you want to be. And so, listeners, we talk to ordinary guys and gals who are doing extraordinary things, and Gladys is one of those. So, Gladys, our first question for today, though, is what puts a smile on your face that gets you out of bed most days? Thank you. Thank you for your kind words, Kerry. Um, so, yeah, what what get me out of bed? Oh. I get out of bed because I have to cook lunch for the kids. <laughs> Since COVID, the, the, the school canteen is still closed in Malaysia, where I am now. Uh, school canteen is still closed. So I cook um, at 7 o'clock in the morning for their lunch. So it's not something I particularly enjoy cooking. It's not something I enjoy very much, but um, it has to be done. So I have to put on my responsibility hat, my reliability hat, so that I get out of bed and cook what I need to prepare for them to go to school. So at the beginning, it was very difficult, but then I figured, no, I'm going to cook them a healthy lunch. Uh, well, something they would eat rather than ordering something that would go to waste. So yeah, just being re reliable and providing for a good meal at school. And yeah, that takes me out of bed in the morning, <laughs> most mornings, weekdays, especially. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you get a great response from your children because they've got a, a lovely meal cooked with love by you. Um, yeah. And I think that's, you know, there's some pluses and minuses uh, about how the world has been tipped upside down in the last two years, yeah? Um, yeah, uh, I mean, we've been through quite a lot the past two years, right? Um, I think we've showed, um, we've proved resilience, creativity, flexibility, in our, um, you know, how, how far we've come in these two years. But again, I think a lot of people are still struggling, um, still struggling to, um, with the change, right? But then COVID or not, I think all of us are going through something in life at any one point of time. So I think that's why the practice of virtue 
the virtues are very important. Having the virtues in mind, like being resilient, uh, being resilient, being patient, being uh, flexible, um, you know, being creative in how we want to lead our life every day, it's very important. So that's why I find the virtues so important for us to have at the back of our mind, have these uh, characteristics to practice in no matter what we're doing, in good times and in bad times. I think especially in the difficult situations, um, it's very important to have the virtues in mind and what virtues we need at any one point of time. And listeners, you you would have heard um, Gladys just talk about this um, a, a facilitation of projects that she um, has brought to life, the Virtues Project, and you can find quite a lot about this. But there's a reason, I think, that Gladys has done this. So all of us have a story. All of us, um, whether we're gifted with exceptional talents or we're just the pluggers, we just get on and we, we just keep trying, um, it's part of who we are. And one of um, one of my kids, uh, one of my my young adults who's now married, says to me, "You know, Mum, it's not just about being, is it? It's about becoming." And I and I, Gladys, I really like that, and I hope you don't mind me adding that to the conversation today, because I think what you're going to be able to share with our listeners is a way of becoming different to be able to manage the way we're thinking manage our change circumstances, be able to look at change, not with a woe be me um, attitude or a pessimistic attitude, but be realistic, but also a little bit optimistic that if we can shine the light on some small joys in our life, well, then it adds to who we are becoming, not just content to be. That's a bit provocative, isn't it? <laughs> it is, it is. So, okay, let me speak a little bit about the Virtues Project. So the Virtues Project is, um, was founded in 1991 by three individuals. Um, they studied the world's sacred text and they found something similar in all the, the, the sacred uh, writings and they were the virtues. And therefore, um, that's how it all came about. And then the founders created the five strategies with virtues in it. So if anybody wants to find out about the Virtues Project, go to virtuesproject.com. There are the five strategies, all the information is there. Now, I, I attended the Virtues Project workshop in 2007, maybe, uh, seven maybe, um, when I was a new mother. So I attended a workshop to help me to become a mother because kids don't come with manuals. So um, I wanted to know how to be a good mom. So the virtues and the strategies has always been there for me since 2007. And and your daughter is absolutely right. It's not just being, it's becoming. So since I've known the Virtues Project and having the, these virtues at the back of my mind and, try, and striving to practice them on a daily basis, I've become a better person, I hope, uh, a more confident person, a confident mother. And of course, I still have a journey to go, you know? And, and we strive to, we need different virtues at different points in time, in, in different time in our lives. Like today, I may need patience and tomorrow I may need to be more caring or I need to uh, practice more commitment. So every day we need different virtues. So it is the more virtues, the more practice, the more we practice certain virtues, we become strong, uh, we become better at it. It's just like exercising. 
right? If you want, we want uh, the abs or the biceps. We, we need to keep doing the exercise on a daily basis. And then we see the results. So it's the same. If I'm weak in my patience, I need to practice more patience on a daily basis. Then mm. eventually I'll get there, hopefully, right? But <laughs> the idea is not to be excellent or be perfect in all of it. The idea is just to practice it when knowing what virtue we need at any one point of time and practice it. Yeah. Gladys, I'm, I'm quite fascinated and I'm sure our listeners will be too. How did you get to this point in looking at the value of, of the Virtues Project and then applying it to, you know, did something happen in your life? Was there a significant moment? Was it the birth of those beautiful creatures that, um, that, that brought it to the fore? Was it something professional? Because I know you previously um, were a flight attendant, so you were dealing with a whole lot of people within an organisation with a tight structure, with a huge risk involved in a way, the safety of yourself and your, your um, passengers yeah. um, and, and doing what was expected of you. So tell yeah. us how you got there. Yeah, so being a uh, um, flight attendant, I was very young at that time. It was, you know, <laughs> and then I became a mom. Um, it was the children who said, These, this life was with me and I thought, okay, what do I do? What, how, how do I... Yeah, when they're babies, you change the diaper, you clean them up and you feed them. That's all you do, right? But eventually, they're going to start talking. You're going to have to teach them and be role models, be a role model to them. But what would that look like? How, how do I do that? Mm. You know. And then um, a friend introduced the Virtues Project and I thought, okay, I'm going to go for it. And, and I thought, these are the basic qualities of every human being, right? Courtesy, respect, commitment, caring, um, you know, these are the foundation of being human beings. And I thought, okay, this is my tool as a mom. And then as life have it, everyone goes through uh, different, you know, life changing moments and difficulties and all that stuff. And then I thought, okay, I'm going to put these strategies and practice my virtues. And so, and I've been through a divorce and, you know, it's been a peaceful divorce. Uh, we are still co-parenting together and we, you know, and so, and I think it's so important because if I think I, if I didn't have the virtues in mind, um, things could be a lot harder, you know, um, it, it, be, practicing the virtues helped me to have different perspective of things like being more understanding, how do I uh, create peacefulness in a chaotic situation, like a divorce, how do I make it right for the kids, you know, to be fair to them. How do I practice justice? How do I practice justice for the other person? And so many virtues involved. And so I had to look at what I wanted to create after the divorce with this person and for the children. So, um, yeah, so I think with, yeah. I think that's, thank you for sharing that with us. That's, um, it's quite beautiful because we often, I think you're right, we're off, we often go into parenting or parenthood uh, thinking it's quite a romantic notion that you're going to have this beautiful baby, but then you realise that with sleep deprivation and with responsibilities and not quite knowing how to, to look after this child, that it needs, it needs something not just from 
those around us, uh, like a village to, to, to assist us when we can, but also needs some different headspace. Many years ago, we have four grown-up children now, I call them the licorice all sorts, and um, they range, I have a 40-year-old this year down to a 33-year-old, 30, and I look at them and I know they're my living assets. I just look at them and go, I think I did the best I could. Hindsight's a great thing, but I do know that when I started to be involved in learning about my own reaction to emotions and feelings so my emotional intelligence and how I use that for decision making and to lead the family and all that I do wish I'd had a bit more of that as a younger mum so it's an interesting thing to be able to look back on it and now when I've got we've got some grandchildren the next generation I just sit back and I go wow this is a perfect time to sit and watch and to look at how they're being brought up to actually be there and have a have a conversation and you find out so much from these amazing people. Now your children, they're in um, what we would call primary school, yes? Um, yes, one in primary, one in secondary and one in college. Oh, beautiful. You've got yes. the whole range. So <laughs> so yes. tell me, what what would be, say, a conversation and how you would use the virtues? I think our listeners would be really interesting in how this now comes naturally to you, but you're still very aware of how you show up, particularly in those relationships. And you've got different age groups there. So different stages of development of them as persons and yeah. how the how the virtues might play out. So, yeah. so when I started um, my journey with the virtues in 2007, now, the virtues, they are, so in the research, there are like more than 600 over virtues, but they are all interlinked. So that's a list of 52 virtues and there's a list of 100 virtues that I have. And I printed the virtues list of 52 and 100 all over just to remind myself of these words, these characteristics. Um, they are not words we have to learn. They are not characteristics we have to learn. Um, so... I wanted to be familiar with the words so that I have it in my mind. And when I have it in my mind, hopefully I will practice them as well. So I, so they are quite, um, so I familiarize with the hundred, maybe, you know, something like that. Um, oh. So every conversation that comes up, of course, I try to include the virtues in our conversation or if I'm told a story or looking at the situation, um, so the conversation would be, kids would tell me things, I would listen, and then I would ask virtue-based questions, or I would ask maybe, oh, what do you think of that? How do you think uh, you have been fair? Or what would be, you know, fair to that person? Uh, perhaps we could show some understanding, you know? So I, I would try to link the story to the virtues or ask virtue-based questions, yeah. And if I, and a lot of times I would also give my opinion as mothers would. Um, <laughs> and I would always try to come from the virtues. And I would always say, okay, I'm making this decision because I think it would be fair. For example, uh, my daughter, um, I will pick my, my daughter up with her friends almost every day from school. And there was a period of time she had a fight with this girl. And I said, okay, so how does it work now? Do I still 
take her home because I can't leave her in school. And my daughter was obviously very upset. She said, I don't know, you do whatever you want. I said, okay, I will do whatever I want because I'm not going to leave this girl in school just because you're having a fight. To be fair, I will respect your relationship with her now that you guys are fighting. Okay, I'll leave it as that. But you also have to respect that I have a relationship with this friend of yours. And therefore, to, for her safety, I'm not going to leave her in school. So I will take her back. Normally, they will all come to my house. But I said, okay, I will send her home to just to make the situation less awkward for you and her. I will send her home. It's out of the way, but it's fine. So, and then I sometimes cook lunch for this girl as well. And she said, my daughter was like, why do you have to cook her lunch? I said, because I have a relationship with her. She has no lunch. I will cook her lunch. Just because you're fighting with her, you still need to respect that mm -hmm. I have a relationship with her. I will respect that you're having a fight with her. I'm not asking you to make peace or to amend. That's up to you. I'll leave it for you to decide. But you have to respect this relationship that I have. And you have to respect that there are certain things I need to do for this relationship. So, so I always try to link it with uh, the virtues. Great example. That's a beautiful example because that's not not just for you and a, and a child, that's actually for us as humans. That I we, think so. we could apply I, that situation to... Yes. You know, so I'm hoping eventually when she comes to a situation like that, when she's at work or, I don't know, it, yeah. you know, hopefully she would come, uh, she would be fair in her judgment, mm -hmm. in the way she, she do things and how she's going to do things as well, hopefully. Uh, I think that's lovely because forgiveness is a virtue, isn't it? It is. It yeah, is. Yeah, forgiveness sure. is there. And that, that might be down the track, but at, with age and as we look back on our life experience, we can pick up on different um, situations that we were in and look at perhaps where the fault was, if there was a fault, or was it naivety? Was it because I was young? You know, it's understanding your own self that's that's really important here, and then having the skills. So the virtues act as a as a skill base as well um, for, for sure. habits, yeah, and yeah. It also affects your mindset. I think. Um, yeah, I think we become more understanding. We become uh, more forgiving. I think more understanding really because um, we do we, many we do things for different reasons, right? And uh, the other person also has their own thing that they're going through maybe and they behave in a certain manner because of what they're going through. So, and actually we all practice the virtues every day. We, we probably practice hundreds of virtues every day. The thing is we don't have the words. We, don't, we are not familiarized with the words and therefore we don't use them regularly in our conversation. When we use these words, when I drop my kids at school, most of the time, I'll remind them to be kind and respectful. Okay, to be fair, as an adult, as a mom, I'm not kind and respectful 100% of the time, right? <laughs> so what does that do for me when I remind my children to be kind and respectful? I, it reminds, yeah. I remind myself too to be kind and respectful because I, no matter what I say, I am still a role model to my children and they still look at what I do more than what I say. Oh, absolutely. Um, and our behaviours are what are obvious 
to you know yeah so no matter how much i preach the virtues to my children if they don't see me practice it i i don't think that's going to be any effect or much effect you know gladys um it's an interesting concept isn't it about um how we see a situation versus somebody else, how they see the same situation. So if you're both in and it all depends on the lens on which we look look through. So if we're looking at it from, I, I actually want to be treated and I want to treat somebody else as well as I want to be, you know, as I need to be treated, um, that's an impetus for us to look a little bit differently. Um, and there's, um, there's quite a lot of um, literature at the moment research, a lot of information coming from us all through our social media as well as as our favourite authors and books that's talking about this notion of humanity and how we respect each other and provide for each other so that we have a voice. And it's a voice that um, enables growth. It enables being stretched a little bit so that we can actually be you know, another 10% better. Um, but it also means that we give to a community. So, you know, your, your children are walking into a large school. They're in a class. So if you break it down, they're in a class, school, class, groups that they work with and then they're individual, they're part of a family. And um, often th their outside experiences can be very different to what their family life is like. And, um, you know, I look, look around the world and I think, our job as adults at the moment is full of responsibility for the generations that are going to come after us. Because if we can just spread a little bit of magic or show them how to develop some habits and practices that are respectful and yep. um, honourable. Kind. Kind. Well, yep, yeah. integral. Yep. To do things with integrity. So, um, yeah, I think that's my job. Um, as a mom now because look um i have a my eldest is in college he's studying it and even with it no matter how advanced we are now we're going to be even more advanced in i don't know like three years five years ten years oh, whatever fine. he's studying yeah. yeah so whatever he's studying now and whatever we know of um the job that he could be doing in five years may not even be there anymore so i tell my children that look we need to be resilient. We need to be creative. We need to be flexible. You have all the knowledge of the math and the sciences now, but be prepared to relearn. You know, we, we need to... Uh, so the school will teach you the math and sciences. I will probably be the one that try to, uh, you know, encourage you to practice the virtues and to be flexible in all these things. And I think going back to basics, like the virtues, okay, it's important in this um, technology age because uh, we're still human. We need these qualities to help us cope with this fast, really fast-paced uh, society. Mm. So I think that's the only thing. I mean, the, 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 the trend will change, the jobs will change, the new position, everything else will change, including the weather. Um, but I think who we are, the foundation, that makes who we really are. Mm. The bedrock. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the bedrock. Um, yeah. It's, it's interesting, isn't it? There's a lot about um, uh, how much technology is, is um, sort of invading 
our life, and uh, we wouldn't be we wouldn't be speaking and connecting today if it wasn't exactly. for some technology and some artificial intelligence that we've got. So I tend to look at it as a tool, a tool, not the be and end all, not the only thing that I ever do, um, but it's a tool for connection. So we we can do look at it as a tool for good not always a tool for what's perhaps bad, um, not, not optimal, um, and some people would even say, um, you know, questionable. But we all have a way to connect. And you, you spoke earlier before about the type of language we use. So the language around virtues is also very powerful because we tend to use the same words in a whole lot of occasions to express how we feel when perhaps they're not quite right so instead of saying I'm angry if I said to you I'm I'm very disappointed that you chose to do this today because that's not like you usually are right that's a dip, that's a different way of of saying I'm angry with you right so I like to think that the virtues can be used as well to indicate behaviors of consideration of gentleness of integrity yeah yep so yeah so perhaps you would want to guide the person to be um okay so for example how how do you think you could be uh more considerate of the other person so perhaps you're upset over something the child or the other person said so you might want to lead them to the virtue so you might want to say how do you think you can show courtesy or respect or consideration for the other person? What might you say to show care? You know, or what would forgiveness look like? How do you think we can uh, show peace or we can bring peace to the community, to the home, to the environment? You know, how do you think we can show gratitude for the situation? So it depends on there's so many words we can use, the virtue words we can use for so many different uh, situations. Yeah. You're actually quite right because virtues uh, underpin many religions, many spiritualities, many um, um, origins, origin, yes, yeah, origins, origins yes. culture. So, yeah. Yes, culture, communities. I mean, addressing someone with the virtues is the most respectful way to address anyone actually because we all live in a multicultural world some are religious some are not we have many different religions we come from different backgrounds communities so addressing person through the virtues is the most respectful way well it's inclusive yes. it's inclusive yeah. no matter where you went to school no matter where you come from uh, no matter financial status everybody values and cherish uh, commitment, compassion, honesty, truthfulness, humility, respect, courtesy, tactfulness. Yeah, it's, right? it's, it's a lovely way of looking at it as, as a normalising thing that we are all, no matter what our shape, colour, size, religion believes, that we are still magnificent in our creation. That's you, you and I were made by by somebody who and we were their precious babies now we have our own precious babies but everybody in the world is someone's son or daughter or baby you know so I, I, I like to think of it that way tell me now tell our listeners thriving you've already described some of 
we can imagine some of um, your difficulties um, with, with huge change um, in situation, but also not just difficulties, but joys. So in thriving each day, apart from getting up early to cook that, that beautiful lunch for your yeah. children, um, what, do you have some rituals or habits that you don't forget to do that are part of your, your daily life? I, I meditate. Okie doke. Yeah. Um, I used to meditate uh, three times a week and then I went to every day and then, you know, I, I, I slide back and then I come back. So, yeah, I, I think meditation for me helps uh, me a lot. Um, visualization, I've also bought some programs on visualization. Um, yeah, just to have an image in my mind or um, just to help me through, you know, um, to just for my mind to be more focused, actually. Yeah. To manage. Yeah. To manage. To manage yes. Because yeah. um, I know, I'm sure every, all mom knows that we have like 200, 200 things going at the same time, especially for working moms, even more, right? Mm -hmm. um, so you have like 200 or 400 things going at the same time. So I think it's really important to be uh, calm not something I'm very good at, but I try. Uh, that's why the meditation and having some form of visualization process helps. There's a whole lot of research now around the value of that. Um, Mindful.com has a beautiful series of 12 minute meditations. And um, I like to give them a plug because I find they've done the research and they're saying that 12 minutes is basically what, yeah, the optimum time. So you don't have to sit for hours and hours. If any of our listeners are trying and going, I just can't do this, use some guided meditations. And um, I, I access mine through Spotify, and, uh, but they are absolutely beautiful. Uh, they're very yeah. calming, very settling. And I think if you go in with a, um, I just want to be in the moment so I can become a slightly better version of myself for today and for tomorrow and down the track I think that's that's how I look at it um, yeah no I think it's a very um very calming exercise during COVID um the kids were all home right I'm like okay we need to do something so I went on I, I told the kids okay we're going to do meditation every day we're going to do gratitude meditation and I found on YouTube plenty of resources on yeah. YouTube and guided and beautiful uh guiding meditation so we did every day we did so I tried to look nothing more than 15 minutes for, you know because just to hold them down for 15 minutes is very good already so anyway we did gratitude meditation I found some really nice ones uh, some were um, just going through from head to toe what we're grateful for our eyes our you know our senses our organs and all that I think those are beautiful um, uh, activities parents can do with the kids you know, I mean, if you just want to do something simple, 15 minutes uh, guided meditation, it could be gratitude, it could be for the things that we have, it could be for nature, be gratitude for your body parts, you know, these are very nice. Yeah, and I think although they, they, they drag their feet, I think they enjoyed it. They, did, they just didn't want to <laughs> tell mommy is right, <laughs> but find it. they entertained me, they, they, yeah, so they were very kind to... Thank you. Thanks for that. We, I, I just had a vision of um, years ago when my kids were little, 
uh, we that we we're all home uh, for some reason. I don't know if it was holidays, or whatever. But I decided that we all needed just to have a calm down, quiet time, and so we did it. And we did a body scan. And I really like to do a body scan before I get out of bed in the morning. Before I just say, right, Gary, it's time to get up. Five, four, three, two, one, get out of bed. I try and go. Okay, before you do that, number one, I sort of say to myself, well, you're safe, you're loved. And how's your body feeling? So just from the sort of from the toes up, it's actually quite a nice way of greeting the day and being grateful for, wow, I've got 10 toes. I've got two legs. I have one heart. I've got all my, I've got all my appendages and they are all working. To some degree, I'm getting older and they're creaking like most people, but I am so grateful that I have got, got that. Um, it's all how you look at it, isn't it? So, yeah. So yeah. tell me, tell me what's on the horizon for Gladys Tan in the next, the next uh, year. What are you hoping to do, Gladys? Well, I'm hoping to have more workshops for parents. Um, at the moment, I could be working with an organisation in Singapore to provide some parenting workshops. Um, also, to maybe hold regular um, um, online mini workshops probably around gratitude and maybe forgiveness yeah so that's in in the process of uh yeah of discussion so hopefully i would like to roll out um yeah more workshops more mini workshops for parents hopefully yeah just to bring more virtues into homes and hopefully schools so that uh yeah we cultivate the habit of becoming more uh, kinder maybe you know yeah well, the, um, I think it also goes to the um, inner image that our, our children, our young, and then oh, who yes. grow up into young teenagers and adults have of their own self-esteem. And there's, I think there's no better time than at the oh, moment yes. to yes. actually be working yes. on that, yeah. Yeah, our kids are bombarded with a lot of stuff on TikTok, right, or Instagram and I don't know what other medias. But yeah, so when we use the virtues to acknowledge anyone, children, spouse, friends, um, we help to build authentic self-esteem in them. For example, if I were to uh, acknowledge my children for their courtesy, for their respect, for their thoughtfulness, for their responsibility, you know, for their reliability, for their purposefulness, for their compassion, for their confidence, they hear you say these words and then they will connect the heart and the, the mind. Like, oh, I have these qualities. And these, in subconsciously, or, you know, they have these qualities. You tell them they have these qualities. When they hear it often enough, these become their attitudes, their behavior, yeah. right? Become who they are. And that's where individuals... Um, individual's confidence come from right their self-esteem their yeah so children especially i guess they they want to hear it and that's how we help them build their authentic self-esteem i conducted a workshop for um for a, a educator for a group of educators and uh, this principal she used it she used the language uh, with her husband and then she realized suddenly her husband was, uh, the husband became more helpful around the house. He would take out the trash and everything. 
And then so she asked him, what changed? Why, what made you, uh, you know, start doing all these things? And then he said, it sounded like you respect me. I felt respected. I felt appreciated through the language. Mm. And so he did it. So well, she a... was like amazed. Oh, these don't only work on children. They work on spouses. Yeah. Yes, they do work on anyone, actually. <laughs> but also work on your friendship groups, your colleagues, particularly if you're in a team that um, has, I mean, every team has, has really individual personalities. And we often don't quite understand somebody else's reaction to certain things, but we know that they will react to changes where they feel that their status is at question, whether they're not feeling certain about what they're doing, whether they're feeling that the relationship isn't strong, whether they feel they haven't got any autonomy or they think that there's, there's no fairness in a particular decision. So that's the SCARF acronym yeah. that um, David Rock um, has, has, has spoken about, researched about over the years. So it makes sense if our language mirrors the virtues some of those triggers for people against how they're feeling about their, their own value, their own voice, their own position. Um, yeah. So we were all born with the virtues. We, we have it all in us already. So one of the reasons why we, I, I had all the list, the list around my house is so that I'm familiarized with the words. Now, when I have the words in my mind, I am able to see through, I can see, I mean, to see through the lens of virtue. So I see the qualities in others, right? And name them, they feel valued, they feel appreciated, they feel good, right? So the more of these virtue words I use in my daily conversations, people will use it back at me, right? So my, my seven-year-old, well, he's 10 now, he's no more seven, I keep calling him seven, but he's, 10 years old now, he uses back at me all the time. So I, I need to be familiarized with the words. I need to know what are the virtues so that I see people through the lens of virtues. Then I can acknowledge them for them. And I become more positive looking at the good in these people, in the people around me. And even when, no matter how terrible a person or how annoying or how a person is, that they have done something good. They, they, there is good in them. And when I have these words at the back of my mind, I can see them in others. So it filters, although I still see the bad, the bad situation, but because I have the virtues at the back of my head, I would want to, I would want to solve the issue or I want, to, I want to see the good, I want to see the virtues. So I would come, I would think, okay, how, how can I practice more? peacefulness or how can I uh, practice more uh, understanding you know I become more creative in problem solving I can I become more creative in my words in leading yeah, of, yeah. in leading the behavior I think um, listeners if you would like a copy of the virtues list the gifts of character Gladys I'm very certain um, we will give everyone your email address and they can contact you that way. Is that the best way? Yep, yep, that would be the best thing. Because I've just got the list in front of me now and I'm looking at things like words, even like tact, T 
T-A-C-T. How tactful are we when we know a situation is highly emotional or highly sensitive? How perceptive or how peaceful are we? Is there devotion to something that we, we need, a faith? Um, do, we, do we have a value or a virtue of orderliness, even love, integrity, we talked about today, self-discipline, mm -hmm. serenity? The words are absolutely beautiful and they often remind me of a place that I can go for some peace as well. So there, I think there is a, a, a way of looking at the virtues um, that is life-giving for the person using them, not just for those that are around you, whether it's the person you bump into the, in the street who wants to beat you to the last um, piece of meat that you wanted for your dinner in your family that night, or whether it's someone who's, you know, wants to steal something from you or crashed into your car, taken something from you. I think we can all, all look um, through a different lens. And I think that's what the world is asking of us at, at the moment. Absolutely. It's important for us to encourage these practices. Yeah, I've had a lovely conversation with you today. And I think we've opened up the door for people to be more curious about the virtues. And I'm pleased to know that um, I, I believe more and more our, the social and emotional development of our, our young people and their spiritual development all goes to their general well-being. And more and more, I think the virtues are what we are seeking out in how we treat ourselves and we treat others. Yep. So your your best contact details, mm -hmm. what are they for so, us? Yep. So um, that's my email, yep. virtuesmentoring at gmail.com. All right. I am also on LinkedIn. So, yep. We will put those in the um, in the notes um, so any of you who any listeners who would really enjoy that list of virtues uh, Gladys um, is very very happy to contact you so we'll put those in the show notes Gladys I we had met only a couple of weeks ago when we co-hosted a session for a fantastic community global mm. community called education influence and uh, we were we were able to um, present together basically have, have a good conversation so I thank you for that and it has been a pleasure to meet and without without living in today's era we probably would never have met face to face yes, <laughs> thank oh. you thank you so much for your generosity in hosting myself and uh yeah your openness to talk about the virtues and uh yeah thank you so much for your time well listeners I, it's been a pleasure and I hope you've enjoyed listening to Gladys and I today. Um, every podcaster, everyone who has a conversation loves to get a little bit of love. So if you would like to share this episode with your network, within your network, people that you know would be interested in this, please give us a shout out, uh, give us a like and give us a share. Um, but just know that the reason we have the conversations are because you are precious and your thriving matters. So until we speak next time, thank you, Gladys. Uh, love thank to Malaysia you. and to your beautiful family uh, and the great work that you're doing. Uh, thank you for being part of Thriving Matters. Bye, everybody. I'm Carrie Benedett, and this is my podcast, Thriving Matters. 